Amen. Well, it's Glow Sunday, so uh, you know part of that is we get out into the community, we, we glow, we shine, and we uh, share our, our gospel message to our community. It's our first value in our glow, grow, give, and go. So I want to share with that. So if you grab your Bible, if you have it, if you don't, and you want to borrow one of the ones off of the chair in front of you, we got those. Or if you got one on your phone because you are tech savvy, you can pull that out. We're going to go to the book of Matthew. I know we've been studying through the book of Colossians. We're just going to take a break today. I didn't want to do that full-on message, and I'm a little scared of the next message, so I'm going to pray about it. And uh, I'm not going to lie. And um, but anyways. Um, I want to share this one with you because it goes hand in hand with Operation Christmas Child and it goes hand in hand with what we're doing with our fall festival today. So Matthew chapter 5, we're going to go to verse 14. So Matthew 5 and verse 14. All right. Okay, and we read there that you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do they light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds, and praise your Father in heaven. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's been preserved through the ages, two millennia plus, God, and that it is still valid and relevant today. And we can apply it to our lives, we can put it in our hearts, and we can use it to draw close to you and understand you more, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Jim Lovell was a famed astronaut. He was the commander of the failed Apollo 13 mission. You guys watched that uh, movie years ago. It was Apollo 13, and like the side of the, the spaceship blew up, so they had to like go on life support to get back to back to uh, Earth. He was part of the, that moon mission, and once he was once asked if he had ever faced a genuine fear and hopelessness before this event, and he responded by recounting the events of a particular night when he was on a mission over the Sea of Japan during World War II. And see, the fighter jet that he was piloting was severely crippled. It was damaged. Both his radar and his homing devices had failed. He was flying blind and knew that he wouldn't even be able to see the lights of the aircraft carriers low because they were sailing in blackout mode due to combat conditions. As, it turned, as he turned on his map light to try to get his bearings and figure out where he was, all of the lights in his cabin and his instrumentation shorted out. He had no altimeter. He had no compass. He had no way of gauging how close he was to crashing in the darkness of the waters of the Sea of Japan below. Just when he felt all hope was lost, he saw down in the ocean this faint phosphorescent glow. Of a long trail of algae, he went on to explain that larger ships turn up the algae in the ocean when they go by in their wake, and they cut through the ocean seas, and it glows. And so he knew that his carrier had to be close. It was like a carpet of glowing algae leading him to safety. His lights, if his lights had not failed inside his plane that day, he would have never been able to see that glow. He wistfully recalled that you never know what events will transpire to get you home. And for someone to find something, it must be illuminated, shouldn't it? Have you ever tried, what was I doing the other night? I was in a hotel room Friday night. No, it was last night, and I was trying to plug my phone in. 
to charge it. And Kim was asleep, so I didn't want to turn on the light. Have you ever just tried to simply plug your phone in in the dark? Forget it with me. Oh, and I was in that hotel room. and Okay, here's my rant for the day. I go to this hotel, and they always have that little card on the counter that says, can you towel back up? We want to save the environment, save water, we don't want to change your sheets every two days. And then they got the furnace at like 95 degrees. So I got to run the air conditioner all night. So I'm in there, this air conditioner is blowing, and it's blowing right on my face. It's making noise, and power car starts squeaking. And I wanted to turn it off for a while. It's like 1 in the morning, so I got up, and I'm like trying to get this controller thing to do what I want it to. That doesn't work in the dark either. In order for us to find something and do something, it has to be illuminated, right? And that is why we, as a church, must glow with the mission and the image of Jesus Christ of whom we profess to follow. You see, our faith in Christ should shine freely and not be concealed. We are saved from death, and we are made alive in Christ. Romans 6.4 tells us, Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in a newness of life. You see, because we died to our old nature. We've been reading about this and understanding this and studying this in Colossians lately. We died to our old nature. We talked about five things that don't belong in the Christian life and five things that do. And it made every one of us uncomfortable, right? Like, oh, oh you got to hear this. But it's part of how we glow. You have been raised to walk in a new life. There's something different about you because of who you are in Christ. We are new people. If we walk in newness of life upon salvation, then it should look different than people who are walking not in newness of life. Our opportunity and obligation as new people is to be the moon. I said that a while back. To be the moon and reflect the light of Christ. Are you the moon this morning? I'm not saying go moon somebody. I'm just saying, are you the moon? Right? Right? All right. That, if you guys don't know what that means, it means pull down your pants and show your backside to everybody. Don't do that, okay? Don't do that. And when the cops are asked, well, Pastor Zach up at Summit told me to. No, I did not. All right? I will deny it. We should have similarities in character to Jesus, and we should display some of who he is to the people we are around because of what salvation is and how salvation is projected. You see, salvation has an outward evidence to non-believers. And it's that of a life lived in righteousness. Morally right or justifiable. Good, honest, honorable, virtuous, true holiness. We talked about it in Colossians last week where we were talking about the five things that Paul says is in a Christian life and how it lined up with the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Peace, patience, joy, gentleness, self-control. All of those different ones. I kind of totally botched it up. I don't know why. I can usually blurt those out like madness, but I can't today. But those values, those virtues of what a person that is sold out to Christ and is in his family possess, and they make us glow different. All right. Last night, I was I was teaching on Saturday in Rollins, and I came home. And you know how you're away from your family, you're away from home for a couple days, and you're ready to get home. Chad knows this. He's away for a long time. You come home, and you're home is your sanctuary, right? I always tell people our home is our sanctuary. Hey, peaceful. When you go to your house, you like it peaceful, right? 
She's smiling. She knows what's going down. I walk in the door, all right, and I'm like, yeah, I'm home. There's my family. I know Kim has cooked dinner. I come in, and it sounds like there is a cat and a dog in Jorm's room. Sorry, man. You get thrown under the bus. This is what happens, all right? My sons are like, right? Well, I did not exercise the spiritual fruit of patience in that moment. They exercise long-suffering. But anyways, like we got that abolished. You know what I mean? Got that split up, and I kind of dealt with them, and I delivered on the threats their mom had made for the last couple of days. Because that's what dads do. We don't make the threats. We just deliver. And so I delivered. But later on, we had this, I had this discussion with him. And I said, you know, and I was talking to, actually to Jorm. And Jorm, this is a great thing. This is a learning experience, man. This is how I love you as a son. Anyways, I said, what did I say? I lost my <laughs> I said, you have to be slow to end yourself. You have to be patient, slow to anger, quick to listen. I said, that's a value I want for you. I said, why would I want that value in you? And he says, because it would make me a nice person. Well, yeah, it would make me a nicer person, but why would I want that? And he said, why? I said, because it's biblical, son. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be patient. And that's a way that you grow. You're patient. You're slow to anger. You're quick to listen. You know what I mean? Those are virtues and values. So we need to be morally right or justifiable. We need to be good. We need to be honest. We need to be honorable. We need to be virtuous. We need to express true holiness like Titus 2.12 says that teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. And when we have Jesus Christ in us, we have the light of life, right? We do not walk in darkness. We walk in the light of Christ, right? Psalm 119, 105, Your word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet, or vice versa, I always get mixed up. But there's light around the gospel message. There's light around the Christian. There's light around being a person of Christ. We should be in that light. We should walk in that light. We should have that light upon us. I work in the mine. You guys hear about the mine a lot. Have you guys ever gone to like Carlsbad Caverns or something like that? Have you guys ever been to a place like that? Right? Gone somewhere like that? Have you ever been somewhere where there's absolute darkness? I mean, not even like the glowing numbers on a watch darkness. A few weeks ago, I was in the mine and I was waiting for people and it was kind of boring, so I was goofing around. It was quiet, no machinery was running. So I turned off my cap lamp and was by myself. There was no light whatsoever. Absolute darkness. No sound. You know what that's like? It only takes a few minutes for you to feel a little bit weird. You know what I mean? And lose your bearings and everything else like that. I can see why isolation and darkness um, torture can really jack a person up. You know what I mean? It will tear you up. And so I'm in this darkness like your ears ring and then your eyes like do this strobe thing. You guys know what I mean? Because your eyes are trying everything it can to find some light. Right? But I wear a cap on it most of the time. There's a light on my forehead, on my hard hat. And you turn that on and instantly you can see. You can see what's in front of you. You can see what's what's going on around you and it makes you feel better. You know, that was one of the things when I first started working there was I'd go down in the mine by myself. And that's a weird thing to go down in a mine and be like five miles from any exit from the mine down in the earth. Like life is going on above you. There's semi-trucks driving across the highway, and you're down here and nobody knows it, and 
you are miles from being able to get out. That's spooky. But that light made you feel better. Right? A life has to have light. And a life lived in the light of Christ and radiating the truth of Christ in light in love is very attractive to those standing in the darkness because they can see it. When you are living the Christian life, they see that illumination. They go, man, that guy's glowing. That lady's shining. What's up with it? I want to see that. I'm attracted to it. You guys ever seen the bug zapper? My dad had a bug zapper, right? Like this glowing light, and it's got like electricity around it. And in the summertime, when the moths are having the mosquitoes happy, you're trying to sleep near. And then you get the big ones like. And you're like, that is just, that's just terrible, you know? And then it's like, you want to talk your friend into like licking his finger and sticking it in there, you know? But you know what I mean? They're attracted to that. Like moths are attracted to it. Like we had a lot of moths this year up here. It would seem like a lot more than normal. And like they were like, they would come fly around your wind, your light if your porch light was on or if they got in the house, my word. Like Kim was unloading groceries one day and she like had the door cracked and it was dark outside. And before you knew it, there's like this swarm of mosquitoes. And I'm like running the vacuum across the ceiling of our house trying to suck up all this stuff, but they're attracted to all that light. People are the same way. We're attracted to what shines. We're attracted to what glows. We're attracted to that light, right? And we do that because we have Christ in us. You see, the church as a whole, all of us together, we should shine too. We should shine in our community. We should shine for all the world to see. Jimmy Draper in his book, Don't Finish Before You Quit, he said the challenge of the church is to lead an unknowing and believing, unbelieving world to the saving knowledge of Jesus. In doing so, a church honors the Lord to the highest realms of heaven. And we do that by shining so people can see him. So he can see him. Right? We do because of what we are. You know you're a bride? You know you're a bride already? You're a bride. Everybody in here, we are a bride. We are his bride. Right? I remember when I got engaged to Kim. December 7th, 2001. I remember it. But when you get engaged and you're young, new, married, and you got like this fine filly, right? Because I'm not very good looking. Kim says I'm good looking, but that she has to. You know what I mean? She's like obligated to. She's different. She's actually beautiful. So when I say she's beautiful, it's not a problem. But when you got this fine young filly, right? You want everybody to know that's my girl, right? That's my honey right there. That one belongs to me. You're proud of her. You're excited about her. Man, don't you think that God, the groomsman, is excited about his bride too? And he wants to be able to take his bride and go, man, that is my bride right there. And we're down here doing what he wants us to do, being united together, shining in our communities, glowing around the world, right? Being that city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And he can be excited and say, mm-hmm. They're getting it done. They're expressing me. They're doing the Christian thing. That doesn't mean we're going to be perfect. doesn't mean we're going to be perfect, right? We're the church. Did you know what the church has, the big flaw of the church is? People. <laughs> me. You. We're not perfect. We make mistakes, right? But we still can shine for them, right? God wants people to see his bride. They want to see her. 
him, he wants them to see her, and when they see her, they want them to be able to see him. Because we're his representatives. We're his ambassadors, right? And being his ambassadors and being his bride, being is preceded by doing. Because what we do will follow with who we are. You see, so shine your light before men. We love the Lord. I love the Lord. Right? I love Jesus. We love his bride. I love the church. Otherwise, I wouldn't have packed my family up and moved to Labarge to drive 55 miles to work and 20 miles to church. Because I love the church. I love his people. We love the lost because he cares about them too. Quale. He loved Quale before Quale knew him because he knew Quale first. Right? We love the lost because he cares about them too. And it is his hope that all would turn to him. And our display of faith and love for the Lord speaks more to the lost than our judgment of them. I had this friend at a church years ago, and it wasn't the one you guys go to, it was before that. But I went to this church, and they had this young family that came in, and they were coming to church regularly. And the guy kind of dressed in dress clothes, but you could tell he was not the dress clothes kind of guy. But he'd like roll his sleeves up, his tie was tied not very good, and he left it slack, and the top button was undone, and his pants looked like they came from Hot Topic. And he was just a character, and so was his family. Like he had gauge ears, looked like he'd fallen down face first in a tackle box. You guys know the guy, right? And, but he, he, had, he, had a, he had the Spirit of Christ in him. He loved the Lord. He had gone to a church before that one, and they were going there, and he's like, hey, I want to talk to you about being a congregation member. And the pastor said, oh, man, we don't. You're not really fit for this. You've got tattoos. You've got, you got tackle on your face, right? You're not the fit. That closed the door for that man and his family. We do way more by just sharing love for people. We've opened up our home today, this afternoon, and anybody that drives by can come in is what we're doing. And you can play games for free. You can have popcorn for free. Come on in, right? And there's going to be people that come in that don't fit the Jesus mold. Right? Right? I really hope that we have to have a church work day next Sunday where we have to pick up cigarette butts. I really do. Because that's the kind of people Jesus wants to talk to. You know what I mean? It really is. But we're just going to express love to us. That's what this is about today. That's what doing our little festival is about. It's not, it's not about kettle corn and bouncy houses, even though that's why they're coming. It's just to say, hey guys, we love you. We love you guys in the community. Just like when we did our Easter egg hunt. Right? We must learn to love on all people and show his love for them so that they might have a chance to hear him hear his message, and surrender to him.